It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman, the founder of Old Security Group, serving you in Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, and Northeast Maryland as well. I'm Walter Storholt. Check us out online by going to smartmoneyquestions.com. Listen to past podcasts there and future ones as well. And you can also get in touch with Matt on the site. You can also call Matt directly at 610 719 3003 if you have questions. Breaking down your statements says the title of our podcast today, What People Need to Know About a Couple of the Things You See on Your Account Statements, Why These Things Are Important. These are typically the things, Matt, I think maybe they get glossed over by some folks when you look at these uh, when you look at these statements. They're not exactly jumping off the page at you but we are going to help them jump off the page a little bit more by giving you some important things to think about. So one thing you'll see on a lot of statements uh, is that term income projection, or maybe some other iteration of that term. But income projection is one we see a lot. How accurate, Matt, are these retirement income projections that people have on their statements, especially if we're talking about something like a 401k where these pop up frequently? Well, the biggest thing I'm amazed with, first of all, is I find that most people only look at the first page of their statement. They just want to see if the value went up or down. Yeah. What's my and return? How, how high up have I gone? Sure. Exactly. And that's where the people or the custodians that are producing the statement have gotten smart in putting that income assumption there. But the real key is what is the assumption? What are they using? What kind of rate of return are they using? What inflationary factor are they using? When I ask somebody that, they, well, I don't know. And you have to dig into the statement to actually find the small fine print as to what they have done. And what I have usually found is the assumptions can be a little unrealistic, maybe a higher rate of return than what your portfolio is designed for or a lower inflationary factor than what it actually is. So it's real important to I tell people kind of take that with a grain of salt with what that income projection is. What they're really, what I have found, the reason they have that there is a reason for you to keep your money with them. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting thought there. So the income projection is a, a good one to see, but beware of the motivations behind how they're projecting that income to be there years down the line. That's where you really need to ask those questions and delve in a little bit deeper. So again, that's the income projection. Maybe that'll you know catch your attention a little bit more next time you get the opportunity to uh, look at one of your statements, whether it comes in the mail or you're uh, you know all all green now and you get it all online. Take a look at it. Uh, asset allocation summary. I feel like I'm going to be Ben Stein here in a minute, reading out some of these titles of these things here, Matt. Asset allocation summary, as uh, you know, <laughs> kind of gloss over on some of these things. Now, actually, they'll spice these up a little bit with a nice pie chart, and who doesn't like seeing the uh, you know pretty graphics and pie charts and that kind of thing? But most people don't really know what they're looking at when it comes to their asset mix. Maybe some people are just kind of picking a, a random percentage of things. But what do we need to know about when it comes to viewing that asset allocation? summary in our statements? Well, again, going back to most people only looking at the first page, they're not paying attention to actually where their money is, what assets they're in. And I'll ask people, 
what do you think you're in? And they'll say out there diversified based on that pie chart. It's got multiple colors in it. It looks beautiful. But then when we really dive into it, 90% of the time people are invested in three categories. And that is intermediate term, fixed income or bond structures, U.S. large equity, similar to the S&P, international large. And that's it. Yet they might have 15 mutual funds inside their IRA or their 401k or 403b. And so they really need to take an understanding on even though I have 14 or 15 different mutual funds, it's really not spreading me out from a diversifying or asset class category, which is what we're trying to accomplish, obviously, in diversification. We're talking with Matt Hausman on the Smart Money Questions podcast today about breaking down your statements, income projections, asset allocation summaries, two spots to be on the lookout for. Then you'll see maybe the area that says fees. Now, that should be pretty self-explanatory. These are the fees that go into your account. But is there a way to look a little deeper, Matt? Are there sometimes fees that aren't listed on the account statement? Absolutely, there are. There's a lot of fees that actually aren't there. And I'm always amazed when I talk with people that if they don't actually see a deduction or something inside that fee category, they assume there is no fee. And I just tell them, do something simple. Go to Yahoo Finance, put in that particular mutual fund that you have. And what you're going to find there is you're going to see the expense ratio of the mutual fund. You're going to see the turnover rate that is created within the fund that creates trading costs and many times doesn't even have to be disclosed. And maybe there are commissions that are there like a 12B1 fee that you didn't even know were there. Many mutual funds are actually loaded with internal fees that don't actually create a deduction on your statement. And that's where looking at each particular fund that you have is really important to understand the overall fee structure that you're paying. Yeah, fees, it's always something to be aware of, not only the ones that are listed, but the hidden fees as well. I'm always kind of reminded, Matt, of you know taxes and kind of in the same way. You get taxed in different ways that, that don't necessarily appear on your income tax return, but they pop up in other ways, whether it be tax you know, added to gasoline or purchases or just you know, other various ways that the government's able to, uh, to build in what would essentially be a tax. It just kind of doesn't come with that, with that label. And uh, to me, that seems to match up well with fees in statements and, and in portfolios sometimes. Absolutely. So that's another good one when you're breaking down your statements to keep an eye on. Last but not least, Matt, and this is probably the uh, the you know the part that everybody avoids and doesn't look into. My favorite is when you watch those like weight loss commercials, and they're telling you just about how amazing it is to lose all this weight, how easy it's going to be. All you have to do is just take this incredible pill or eat this one thing differently, and and all your problems will be solved. And at the bottom, you see results not typical, <laughs> and it's the it's the disclosures and fine print, and those are in your statements as well. What are some of the things that might appear in that very boring legalese at the bottom of the page that the average person might ignore, but that we should pay more attention to? Well, actually, you mentioned one of them earlier, and that was taxes. And I'm always amazed when, especially people that have qualified retirement accounts, the disclosures that come on the 401k or the IRA or 403b is pretty extensive. And I always compare it to a mortgage. You know, if basically a mortgage 30 page document is I tell people when you sign it, you're agreeing to pay and you keep your house. If you don't and you don't pay, they come take your house. Hmm. And the IRA disclosure from a tax perspective 
is what they're telling you is you owe us tax before you get your money on any distribution. And most people haven't really thought about that tax equation on distribution. And the other thing could be, let's say it's a brokerage account, would be the tax on capital gains. This goes back to really understanding the fees or the turnover process inside a mutual fund is how many times have you gotten a 1099 from your brokerage mutual fund account yet your value went down. That's because of the churn that actually happens inside the fund creates a capital gain expense to you as the owner. And of course, that's part of that real fine print that most people, including myself, don't really take the time to go through and look at. Well, if people need help breaking down your statements, I mean, I assume you're looking at these statements when people come in to meet with you, Matt. You're kind of helping them learn a little bit about all these different sort of moving pieces and how it fits into their overall plan. Yeah. And, you know, luckily we have some software that we don't have to look at that real fine print. It kind of brings it forefront to us to be able to see very plainly. That makes things nice and easy, no doubt about it. Well, hopefully that gives you a little insight into breaking down your financial statements, some of the things you might not have considered before. Maybe you'll look a little bit closer next time you open up those statements. If you need help with your financial plan, the number to call to reach Matt Hausman is 610-719-3003. He has offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and in Newark, Delaware as well. So if you're anywhere in the area, it's uh, easy to come by and have a chat. You can also find us online at smartmoneyquestions.com. That's where we feature past podcasts, and new ones will be posted there weekly as well. smartmoneyquestions.com. Coming up on next week's podcast, very important topic. We're going to discuss some of the major life events. Some we can see coming, some that might pop up on us out of nowhere, but the major life events that occur, especially as we get closer to retirement, that we need to make sure that we are ready to plan for those things, that we are prepared to deal with them. We'll talk about those important life events and the moves you might need to think about taking on our next podcast. This has been Smart Money Questions. Thanks for listening.